Okay. Okay, so here we go. Hey, Jeff. Uh, thanks for coming on the This Day in Metal podcast today. How's everything going with you? Oh, it's uh, as hectic as normal, really. <laughs> it's crazy. Touring nowadays is uh, always an adventure because of uh, COVID, of course, and all the right. different uh, changes and to the way things were, you know, that we have to kind of deal with now. And every place you go, every city is different. Every every uh, state has different rules. Every country has different rules. And so, and those are always kind of in flux. So you have to be <laughs> really nimble on your feet to try to uh, keep up with uh, all the changes and make it work. You know, it's, it's uh, difficult. It really is. Right. So you're currently on tour celebrating the 30th anniversary of the Empire album. And I also see that you're doing Rage for Order album also in its entirety. Um, how's that been going? It's been going great. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic shows. Yeah. Um, how many dates do you have left for that one? Uh, I don't you know, really or... know. Um, I'm booked until 2023. Wow. So uh, I'd say a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. So is there plans to come to Canada or not? Like, I, I know because of the COVID restrictions and stuff, it might be, um, it's probably a lot harder to to go to the different countries like you were saying there a minute ago. So is there any plans of heading up this way at all? Or No, nothing for Canada yet. It's uh, It doesn't look like it's opened, you know, for uh, U.S., at least, uh, um, travelers from the U.S., uh, or at least from, you know, the promoters that we uh, deal with, uh, they're not, you know, they're not active at the moment. So, you know, every country is opening up at a different pace. You know, Ireland just opened up and they've been closed for uh, almost two years now, you know. Yeah. So it's uh, it's crazy. It's really it's really interesting times, I have to say. But at least you're Shall playing now. At least you're getting out there. And, and uh, yeah, you and know, you guys, well, you're probably wonderful. getting rusty there for a while and having no. Uh, no concerts or nothing, so. Um, out of all the Queensryche albums, which one do you consider your, your favorite one? Uh, probably the last one we did together, uh, Dedicated to Chaos. I'd say that's uh, that's the one I listen to the most, you know, actually listen to it. Uh, I reference all of them for, at different points, you know, right. preparing for a live tour or a show. Of course, uh, you know, kind of going back and trying to remember how the song went, you know, and how to play it and and that kind of thing. But just listening to Queen's Rec albums, I'd have to say the the last one dedicated to Chaos is my favorite. Nice, nice, nice. So since I, I'm from Toronto, um, do you have any memorial uh, stories you'd like to tell about playing when you played here at all? Or does anything come Toronto? to mind? Gosh, played there many, 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 many times over the years. Um I don't really have a story that stands out about Toronto, really. Okay. Um, it's a beautiful city, and it's a nice place to go, you know. And usually the the my experience in Toronto is usually in and out, you know. We yeah. come in, we play the show, maybe get to go to a restaurant or maybe a club afterwards, uh, you know, after the show. Um, but, no, nothing really stands out at the moment. Um, in two days, you're off to the Monsters of Rock cruise. Um is that your first time performing on the cruise? It'll be the first time on the Monsters uh, cruise, yeah. I've played 10 times on the Shiprock 
tour oh, okay. uh, on their boat. But uh, this is the first time with Monsters of Rock. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to yeah, be interesting. Should be, should be exciting. I got I got quite a few stories about Montreal. Montreal, yeah. My friend says yeah. you, you have some stories about Montreal, so maybe we can hit on that and after a few minutes here. So I see you're in the wine business, and maybe this can Montreal might come in with this. Um, how how did that start out? Like what what uh, makes you get involved with the making wine and stuff? Well, I'm a wine drinker for one. I've been interested in wine. Jeez started out when I was 14 and a Boy Scout and you could get a merit badge if you created a, a food or a beverage product. Right. And uh, so I experimented and made a, a, a batch of wine uh, out of dandelions, which is kind of a folk wine, you know, and, yeah. uh, and I got the merit badge and uh, it worked great. Anyway, nice. the, the chemistry aspect of it really fascinated me. And, and then um, as I started traveling around the world and going to different places that had wine culture. I uh, really uh, had an interest in it at that, at that time, uh, trying some of these great wines from you know, different locations around the world right. and uh, started collecting wine. And um, about 2006, I was talking with some people about maybe, uh, wouldn't it be kind of fun to uh, get into the industry and, um, my wife and I kind of dipped our toes in it and came out with our first vintage, uh, which is the 2007 Insania. And uh, we've been going at it ever since. And since then, we've switched our production to uh, my wife's family's um, uh, winery in uh, Germany. And nice. so uh, we make our our uh, Pinot Noir and Pinot Grigio uh, from grapes grown on their farm which is a really beautiful place. It's right at the, on the border of Germany, Switzerland and France in the nice. region called Alsace. And, uh, amazing white wines from that, that area. And we've developed a, a pretty great uh, Pinot Noir. I'm very happy with it now. It took us a while because uh, that's a tricky grape to grow, right? Right. But uh, we make a really nice Pinot Noir there now. Awesome. Awesome. So besides the wine business, is there anything else uh you wanted to um to do like possibly like make beer or anything <laughs> is that ever crossed your mind or you're not a beer not drinker? a beer drinker no actually well, i take that back i'm a particular beer drinker beer i only drinker. like two irish beers uh murphy's which you can only get in county cork and uh guinness which uh they make all over ireland you know but uh specifically it's uh it's made up in dublin and those are the only two beers I really, really like. Everything else eh, doesn't do it for me, you know. Well, we each have our own uh, interest and stuff. So, anyways, there That's was true. a talk years ago about a Three Tremors album with you, Rob Halford, and Bruce Dickinson. <clears throat> um, how come that never materialized, or was it just more like a rumor? Yeah, it was dinner conversation, really. <laughs> it happened when we were uh, all touring together. Uh, we went out to an Italian restaurant uh, on a day off, and there was uh, this music playing on the stereo system. And uh, Rod Smallwood, the uh, manager for Maiden, brought the waiter over and said, hey, who is this we're listening to? Mm -hmm. And uh, the waiter said, oh, this is the Three Tenors uh, project, right? And right. Uh, Rod thought that was funny. And uh, he made a toast as we were drinking heavily at the time and said, hey... 
I think we should have a, a band with uh, with Rob and Bruce and Jeff and call it the Three Tremors. What do you think? <laughs> and we all laughed and, and toasted it. But then that was it. And uh, nothing ever came of it. You know, it was just kind of a dinner conversation. That would have been awesome, though, to have that happen. Perhaps, um, yeah. Or it could have been like uh, uh, or even a few, You know, who knows? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> or, you know, you could have made a couple, you know, a couple singles and, and let it out and see how it went or whatever. But, yeah. Maybe it'll happen in the future. Who knows? Uh, so preparing for this interview, I had a chance to go over and listen to the sweet uh, Olivian uh, uh, album. I and mean, I'm glad I did. The album was amazing. Your voice sounds good as ever. What's your favorite song off the album? I don't have a favorite. No, I like I like everything. It's the second album. Um, done two now. And uh, I'm actually getting ready to uh, begin working on a third one. Oh, nice. Which I'm excited about. I'm just trying to fit it into my my touring schedule, which is uh, quite crazy right now. So, uh, but there will be a third one, definitely. I was just going to, uh, my next question was, what's next with you in music? So you pretty much gave me the answer there. So, <laughs> so how long, um, how long have you been performing and, and making music? Is this, what, 30, 40 years now? Like, when did you start? Like, professionally? You know? Yeah. Uh, 82. Um, 82 made uh, the Queensryche EP, which is our first our first endeavor. And then uh, we were signed a year later, uh, 1983. So I guess 83 was uh, the official professional start, right? Right. Nice. And I don't know how many years that is. It's a lot. What, 39, 40 years? Something like that. <laughs> don't ask me. I'm terrible. <laughs> so yeah, I can uh, only count to four. That's why I'm a musician, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> do you uh listen to newer bands like are you into um do you pay attention to newer newer bands are you digging anything right now are you excited to see anybody on the monsters of rock cruise that you never seen before or? uh i do keep my ear open you know to new stuff um there's a band that i really like quite a bit called bring me the horizon i really like what they do um very inventive and uh unique kind of band um i like biffy claro quite a bit um because i can't think of anybody really new that i've heard that i like uh but i'm yeah i'm pretty open-minded when it comes to music i I like a lot of different things and um uh yeah open-minded do you uh you never produced any albums have you before are you uh, would you ever just my own just, just oh, you you produced your own. Nice. So when you were growing up, what was your um, influences um, music-wise? Like, who did you listen to growing up? In everything, I grew up in that wonderful period of time, the '60s and the '70s, and where music was free and uh, artists were free to create things without uh, the invention of genres, <laughs> which really right. killed the music industry. And um, yeah, everything from, you know, um, Bob Dylan to the Beatles to uh, Fifth Dimension, Tom Jones, Janis Joplin. Uh, oh, were you an Elvis fan at all? Or? In, uh, not really an Elvis fan, no. Okay. Um, I watched him in movies growing up, you know, but uh, never really was a, a fan of his uh, music. Okay. But, uh, yeah, everything. Uh, you know, as a... I, I was a musician from very early on, and I started when I was nine. 
Right. So uh, my ear and my mind was open to everything that was happening, you know, and uh, I was in school band all through school. So, you know, you're exposed to a lot of different kinds of music that way. Classical music, jazz music, you know, right. rock music, you name it. That's what I like. I like variety. Like you can't, you know, who can listen to the same type of music all the time and not get bored? Like you have to expand your horizons. Like you said, you, just, you know, I listen to country once in a while, you know, rap. It all depends what the mood is, right? So um, yeah, it really is. Uh, if you're if you're stuck in one genre, I think you're sort of a, uh, I don't know, it's it's limiting, you know, and it's too right. bad. But a lot of people, honestly, just can't wrap their heads around some music, you know. It doesn't affect them, so it's not really a condemnation on or a judgment on their character. It's just that mm-hmm. you know their brain isn't wired that way, so they can't accept it or they go they're not moved by it, you know. And everybody has different experiences with music really it's uh it's a very personal journey you take with mm-hmm. music you know and what one person is moved by another person isn't and it's it's ridiculous to think that everybody has to experience it the same way you know exactly. i mean as a songwriter you, you never know how people are going to take what it is you write you have no clue you, know? <laughs> you write it for yourself and you you know you're your vision it, when you put it out there is, is uh, completely open to anybody's interpretation after that, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So which band um, growing up did you like listening to, but you never got to see live when that, that you would wish that you had seen them? Is there anything that sticks out or? Uh, well, I was a huge Beatles fan. Never got the chance to see them, of course. Um, no, I've, I've made it a point to see everybody and go to shows that, uh, you know, artists that I loved and have uh, enjoyed their music. I've made it a point to try to see everybody, you know, before nice. it's too late, you know. Nice. I think it's I think it's really important, especially as a musician, you know, to, to go see uh, live, experience uh, the artists that uh, help shape you as a musician, you know, who influenced right. you. So um, I wanted to bring up the topic about your uh, Queens right now. Would there be? You, is there a chance of ever you, you see you seen that you'd be back um, with the band at all at any um, capacity? Like, do you um, are you hoping that happens, or if it happens, it happens, or how do you feel about that? Like, you mean like a reunited Queensrÿche? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like a reunion and. Oh, uh, you know, I don't think it's likely, really, at this point. I mean, there's been several offers on the table, getting the band back together, um, and, you know, nothing has uh, inspired anybody to get in the same room or even pick up the phone and talk. So right. uh, I think it's pretty unlikely. In fact, there's not really a band anymore, <laughs> you know, right. uh, with Rock and Phil gone, you know, uh, it's just eddie and michael uh playing you know using the name queensrike of course which is very valuable and uh you know it's not really a band band uh as we know it you know so yeah i don't don't really think it's likely but the options there and if it ever happens you i guess you're you're willing to give it a try if everybody sits down and stuff and see what happens well i would say that i'm very willing to talk about it you know that's the first step you got to actually 
pick up the phone and answer the phone call. Because I was just talking to my friend earlier. I was saying, like, um, it'd be cool to see another Operation uh, Mindcrime album, like the, you know, have the third one out and give it a go and see if it happens. But, you know, us fans, we can only wish for, you know, we can only wish for that to happen. So you never know what the future brings. So Um, since uh, this day metal likes to focus on metal history, I have a little trivia question for you. Um, today's February the 7th, so do you remember when Queensryche, who Queensryche opened for on February 7th, 1985? Hmm. Well, it's, it's one of two bands. Um, February 7th, 1985. It seems to me that would be Iron Maiden in um, Radio City Music Hall. Okay. So if that's it wasn't not... them, if it wasn't Iron Maiden, then we were still on the Kiss tour. Correct. It was Kiss. Animalize, yeah. Yeah, it was Kiss. I was going to say. And so at I... that point, at that point, somewhere in there, like February, we split off from the Kiss tour and went and played. Uh, we were booked for seven nights at Radio City with uh, Iron Maiden, but we ended up only playing five because uh, Bruce got horribly ill and had to cancel the last couple of shows, but. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I get I get confused as a, from the timing, well, you know, like where we you were. You were close to time, but <laughs> It was either Kess or Iron Maiden, and you. you uh, I just yeah. remember by March I was in Mexico, laying on a beach. <laughs> yeah. Drinking wine, right? <laughs> no, not at that time. It was uh, you can't get good wine in where I was. It was uh, okay. tequila. <laughs> so um, I myself personally talk about the Rock Hall a lot. Um, what, what's your opinions on the rock hall? Do you see where there's going to be less or more um, rock bands or like heavy metal bands getting into the rock hall? Or what's your what's your take on that? Do you... I'm not familiar with that what that is you're talking about. The rock hall, sorry, rock and roll hall of fame. Oh, rock and roll hall of fame. Yes. Oh, yeah. I I'm not. I don't know anything about it. Okay. Not my thing. Huh. Yeah. Some some anyways. So it was nice. I, to have, you I have a whole lot of trophies already. <laughs> I oh, enough. I bet you. I bet you do. I'd love to see them. So, anyways, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Um, good luck on the Monsters of Rock um, um, cruise, and we'll stay in touch and, and talk another time. All right. Thanks for having right. me on your. Thank you program. very much. Enjoy Thanks it. for coming on. Take stay care. Stay warm. Buddy. Oh, I will. Thank you. Bye bye.